Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we bowling, we balling, and we welcome in another big boy to the Red Raider fam Damley. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you'll get them cast. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you, my man. And it is Insight Bowl Eve as we are having this conversation. Finally back at it. For the final time in 2023, is this the Red Raiders and Cal Golden Bears coming up from Shreveport, Louisiana? We're getting to that in just a moment. And of course, we're also finishing out the week with another portal roundup. You got more beef on the way. I wish somebody else, I guess, would ask about this position or that position that they want Texas Tech to address because since an offensive line question a couple of days ago, we've had a couple of big ones land as far as their destination being Lubbock, Texas. We'll get to that. And also getting set for hoops coming up tomorrow from Fort Worth. It's the Red Raiders and the Commodores of Vanderbilt. Chris will be on that call from Cowtown. We'll get to that in just a second. But yeah, setting the table for kickoff coming up tomorrow night. Whatever you like or dislike about the bowl game, Chris, definitely like the time slot. The Red Raiders will have a nice evening spotlight on their ball game and hopefully a good showing. And of course, as we've been talking about throughout the week, trying to figure out exactly who will be there for <laughs> the showing as you round out the roster, man. But uh, looking forward to this one. And I got to tell you, a little bit anxious about the matchup because while you had a better November than you did some other months, you didn't finish the season, the regular season on a high note, obviously in Austin, taking a drubbing. Meanwhile, Cal, winners of a few consecutively and probably feeling as good going into this one. Uh, as they have at any point throughout the season. So we'll see what's in store for us. It's our Independence Day tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. want Bill Pullman on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, or, or I could go, uh, I'm trying to think of who's saying, Andy Williams, maybe it's the most wonderful there we go. time of the year. Uh, there's just a lot going on this weekend, man. Um, I, I tell you, if, if you were in a position to post up in the old living room, fire going, favorite beverage right there you're going to get red raider athletics from about six ish uh, p.m tomorrow night until this could go past midnight uh, mm. depending on how this thing plays out so uh it's a rarity uh it it for those of us directly involved it sucks because you got to be at one or the other uh can't be at both i'm hopeful that i'll be home from fort worth with a dub under my belt uh able to watch or listen uh, by halftime, maybe, uh, if, if things were to go just perfect, I don't know if I'll be that lucky, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, what, what, what you get to, tomorrow night, obviously, uh, there in, in Shreveport, um, th th these bowl games, th there's so many different dynamics at play. The, the, the negatives are, uh, it's, it's so early in the, in the, 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 the schedule that it doesn't really feel like bowl game time yet. Um, you, you don't get your freshmen there practicing and all those things like they had really uh, hoped to get a lot of them there for. Um, but the, the the positive from just a purely football standpoint 
is that you, you do kind of just – it's an extension of your regular season. This is almost feels so sudden that you, you had a little week or two off and then you're right back into your routine and, and away you go. So there's not this giant disconnect where you just like totally – totally disconnect, disengage, and then have to re-engage and all that stuff, which which can happen to some teams oh, yeah. uh, with a little too much downtime and, and all those things. But it's about motivation. It's about putting your best foot forward. Um, you've got, for all that you don't have playing in it, you still have a lot that will play in it. Uh, a healthier Baron Morton, uh, your running back. Uh, uh, I think a healthier offensive line, even though it's, it's minus Monroe Mills, because I do think Cole Spencer will play uh, a ton in this game could even start uh, w- would not rule that out uh, in, in some capacity either. Haven't seen him in a while, but he's one of your, your older veteran guys. Uh, you got a lot of, of veterans in the, in the secondary. And then obviously in, in Tony Bradford and your linebackers are, are largely untouched and completely healthy. Uh, you're, you're too deep. And it's going to be about who, who wants to tackle and who doesn't want to tackle. Uh, because you know tomorrow night it's it's going to be Jade Knott and Taj Brooks are going to get a lot of carries. I would guess I would put an over under there between those two kids. I bet they each carry the football a total of. I mean, I, I bet you could get into fifty total carries and kind of do the over under there because I bet I bet they're both close to to twenty three to twenty five carries, maybe even more. And it'll be about who's most effective there or who's most effective in stopping the other guy. Uh, there and we know Taj is very difficult to tackle, so it, it, it should be fun. But yeah, healthier Baron, fascinated by the the headset stuff and the communication. What does it what does it look like? And then when you get to bowl game time, Cowan, gadgets are in play. Coaches have had a lot of extra time to prepare. They try to make it a bit more fun. You you you, you add more things into your game plan, and we saw Zach Kitley do this. Uh, you know, last year at Ole Miss, especially in the red zone and short yardage and near the goal line, some of it worked, some of it didn't. But, you know, you, you again, you're there to win. So fake a field goal, fake a punt, all those kinds of things at play. And that's really when uh, things can get wild because, you know, you got to play caller for Cal who won't even be there after this game. He's going to take the head job at UC Davis. So he's like, you know, what, what do I care? Are you going to fire me for going for it or fire for me for the trick play uh, that we're going to run? I'm trying to make it fun for the kids. Well, don't be so mad, man. I'm sorry it didn't work. I mean, you know. this hurts. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so all, the, all these things would be why I'd be uh, fascinated to, to uh, sit there and, and uh, get a good gander at it. And then, you know, some of your younger players that, uh, that maybe you haven't seen, that is a peek as to what is on the way. Uh, for next year is that this is kind of a just an earlier start to spring football is essentially what it is, but it will be televised and they will keep score. Man, even if it wasn't a bowl game setting, even if we weren't talking about some of the unique or wild things that might be a part of this, it could be a wild one between these two teams at any point this regular season anyway, because both were getting pretty busy in the turnover column throughout the year. And I'm curious to see how that impacts the game. Cal was plus two on the season, but it was a plus two. Two man, they were filling it up on both sides, giving it away 24 times, taking it away 26 times. Tech was minus eight for the year. Defensively, Tech only took it away 13 times. Cal took it away nine times in their final three games. So what was contributing to that three-game winning streak uh, to finish up the regular season? A lot of big plays made for them defensively, but 
I'm really curious to see if maybe Texas Tech's defense can take advantage of some of what you got going on there uh, with the Golden Bears as far as them giving it up fairly often. And for the most part, it was really a problem for the Red Raider offense throughout the season, giving the football away a heck of a lot and fairly often. Now, when you got some things tightened up as you got into November, Texas Christian, Kansas, UCF, only two turnovers in those three games. Well, you had three in the final ball game against the University of Texas, so it doesn't look as nice as you would have liked for it to. But I'm going to hope, maybe against hope, that Texas Tech did kind of put their turnover issues behind them. And uh, hopefully that is a lot of credit to a Texas defense making some of those plays and that we will continue to see Cal giving the football away. I mean, it's just wild to see 13 interceptions, 11 fumbles, 24 times on the year did the Golden Bears give it up. So the turnover margin, like it always is, I guess, is going to loom large and uh, curious to see how it's involved tomorrow. Yeah, you know, in the, in the weather, it, it should be fairly tame. I don't, you know, because a lot of times with the Independence Bowl, I've been to a few of these games back in the day. I mean, I, I would tell you that I've been to, I watched Oregon and Wake Forest play one year back in the late 80s, early 90s in this stadium uh, in the Independence Bowl. I watched TCU play Virginia one year. It's always cold. It's always rainy. I was in close proximity, almost went to the game when AM played Mississippi State. You could not see the field. It was on, I want to say, close to New Year's Eve. It, it was just a, it was a mess. Uh, I happened to be like 30 minutes away. We thought about going. I'm like, man, I'm not going to sit in that mess. Um, <laughs> but but it, it appears that I think the weather should be fairly tame, high of like 62. The sun will be down by the time this thing kicks off, so it's going to be a bit colder. But you, don't, you shouldn't have to deal with any elements, which plays into maybe taking care of the ball a bit better. But, yeah. The, the the thing is, from a you know, Taj has only fumbled it I think once or twice in his career. He did have the one fumble this year. Uh, he did cough it up, but other than that, that's not really been an issue for him. You know, with Barron, um, you know, it's it, the skill around him is going to be different. You, your tight ends are are largely in place with Baylor Cup, Mason Tharp. You, you've got your full complement of running backs and things like that. The wide receiver group, though, is that's what's uh, interesting because Koy Aiken, Dre McCray. Jordan Brown is iffy, Brady Boyd, and then we start getting into some freshmen. Uh, and and well, our, you've got Loic Fungi too, and then uh, you know Kelby Valson and uh, DJ Crest, I believe, and then Loic. So those are largely the the targets you would see uh, out of the slot and, and on the outside for this game. And so it, it 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 could be interesting from that standpoint if if somebody you know drops one or whatever you know that's because uh, you never know in these bowl games man yeah. you just never know and they're long games uh you know we remember the the comeback in phoenix uh you you, you remember so there's some i mean in last year in houston it felt like a lot of punch counter punch and a lot of you know, I think Lane Kiffin last year, didn't they did they not go for it on a fourth and one or fourth and two at like their own like 10 yard line? I think so. I believe. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what what am I watching right now? And they ended up getting it. Uh, but it's uh yeah, bowl games are are, are fun to some. Some people kind of check out and, and don't put a lot of weight into it, but uh most most of these kids, they're all about it, man. Uh they want to go out the right way. And you know, I think that Rabbit even had told me leading into this thing. It's like, uh, you know, I heard him tell the media, you know, something along the lines of you, you want to leave it better than you found it. And we want to we want to hand the baton off to this program, you know, like to these younger guys coming off of a win and, and all that. So some of these guys will take it very, very seriously. And somebody like him, last chance to put yourself on tape uh, for professional scouts. 
Well, and I got to tell you, look, seven and six is nothing to write home about, but one of these teams is going to finish with a winning record. One of these teams is going to finish with a losing record. They're both coming into it at six and six. And even though you're not writing home about it, there's going to be a different feeling (laughs) for one or the other. So really hoping Texas Tech is able to get over that hump and be the one walking away as a uh, winning team this season. And before we move on to hoops, Chris, back to the turnover conversation you know, really, the last really ugly day you had prior to that UT day in that column was at BYU. And we all remember what was going on that day. Um, I do feel like as you got a little bit more into a rhythm with a, I don't know if I'll say healthy Baron Morton, but healthier Baron Morton, you avoided some of those things. Again, until you got to Austin and then three times I took it away through the year. But in the previous three weeks, only two picks. And it was, as you just mentioned, through the air that was your trouble. 17 of your 21 turnovers were interceptions in the passing game, only four fumbles a part of that total. So I don't know how to how much to expect to be on the shoulders of Baron Morton, um, but I I would almost, and maybe this is just some copium I'm giving myself, administering to myself right now, but I almost tell you that, you know, the version of the offense that we saw with Morton was not as turnover prone as what we had seen earlier in the year or certainly when you had to turn to a, a third-string freshman quarterback. Yeah, you know, and and some of Barron's interceptions have been, okay, could you make the argument in Austin that Bradley ran, you know, curled off a route before he should have, didn't fight hard enough for the ball, which is, you know, he didn't really come back in after those two mishaps, kind of got it bullied away from him and all that. Um, you, You could make the argument, too, that, uh, Baron, like the one in Waco, underthrew a deep ball, and his arm is not, or shoulder is not quite right, and just didn't, couldn't put juice on it. Um, you know, again, but the, they 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 show up on the quarterback's ledger. That's the way that it works, <laughs> right. whether we agree with it or not. Uh, but but I do think a healthier uh, version of this, um, some more practice time, and all that, and and he's generally stays away from avoiding some of those mistakes as well. So uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I'd I like my chances there. And, you know, and, and Fernando Mendoza, the, the quarterback for Cal, he's got, what, 13 TDs, seven interceptions. He, he's he got a semi-strong arm and some size to him, but this isn't – like you're not talking about some of the QBs that you've seen this year, like not super athletic, not going to just just kill you with, with his legs and or, or elite-level arm strength and arm talent and all these different things. And so – this really, though, is a, is a battle of, uh, I, I think, from general talent standpoint, I mean, Barron, you know, when healthy, uh, and I believe he is much healthier this go-round, not totally, but much healthier than we've seen him. Uh, I, I like your chances there for sure. I just, yeah. you, you don't know what you're going to get with, with, with your group of uh, receivers in this particular game. But I'd be willing to bet you that Koy Aiken gets fed uh, you know, quite a bit. Dre McCray, you try to beat him, you know, sit, get him uh, some touches going deep. And then I bet you see if, a few of these young kids, you know, I'm just not going to be surprised if Kelby Valson, if, if if people start to see what he's about a little bit. And then Brady Boyd, who's kind of an unknown to a lot of the fan base as well, it, it should get some uh, quite a bit of run too. Man, looking forward to it. Enjoy the ball game. If you're heading out uh, to Shreveport, enjoy the uh, river boat, enjoy the craps table, whatever you got going on there, and make sure you enjoy those gin and tonics responsibly. That's good advice from Locked On Texas Tech. Uh, Chris, let's switch gears here. Let's move from the oblong ball to the round ball. Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders are in Fort Worth. You'll be on this call uh, as Tech takes on Vanderbilt. 
First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you won't because it's always a breeze. Using the Game Time app where you're going to find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guarantee. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats for any event. The fastest, easiest way to buy tickets, and not just fast, but it's also secure and simple to use when you download the Game Time app. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then use our code Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. That's Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use our promo code Locked On College. For $20 off. Download the Game Time app today for last minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. You'll be on this call uh, as Tech takes on Vanderbilt. Uh, this coming off of a win over Oral Roberts at United Supermarkets Arena. Um, what's your big picture? What's your headline going into this one for the Red Raiders? Yeah, you know, th- this is your your last uh, opportunity at a, at a pretty, you know, I mean, again, Vanderbilt's a tricky one. I think they're supposed to be better than they were. They've had some injuries early on. They played a ton of kids because of these injuries. And they're going to come into this game not having played in 10 days. So they, they literally took a finals break. Uh, the last time they've played was December the 6th. So by the time that uh, they, they play tomorrow night, um, they, they will have gone, I think, 10 full days between games. Uh, so they'll be well scouted. They'll know you like, I mean, better than there's just no scenario I've heard of where there's 10 days between games in college basketball. Th- this is wild to me. I've not seen this before. Uh, and it could negatively affect them too. Yes, rested. Yes, well scouted, but also rusty and, you know, with timing and all these different kinds of things too. But they've lost four or five. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, former NBA or former uh, Dallas Maverick and all that, is their head coach. He's, uh, He's been on the sidelines for Vanderbilt. This is his second or third season. Um, it's not gone just great, uh, but uh, they, they've got a trio of of, of players that uh, that I think you know for the most part handle their business. But honestly, for the most, what I'm interested in, because like just so so they've lost they, their last game. They lost to San Francisco at home. Okay, they've they've lost to Boston College, Arizona State, and NC State. Most of those were neutral site games part of that holiday tournament. So everybody that they've played from a power five ish standpoint, they've lost to, but I'm, I'm more fascinated in, in like the Texas tech part of it. And, and I'll tell you who I'm, I'm most intrigued by is Kerwin Walton. This is a kid who scored 39 points. I think in the last two games total, he is 10 of 14 from three in the last two games. He's playing like in the 35 minute range uh, you know, and, and, and he's adding assists and rebounds and diving on the floor and all that. And so I'm kind of fascinated to see kind of what this looks like away from home. Can he keep this up and really kind of keep your offensive machine rolling here? Um, I, I, I think what we've, we, we have, or we will continue to establish is minus Devin Cambridge. You're just not going to be as good on defense. You were struggling in some aspects of it anyway, but without him and, and his switchability and, you know, just what he brought to the table, uh, I just don't think you can, you're, you're going to be as good defensively really throughout the year minus him. However, you can make the argument that you could be a bit better, especially in half-court settings on the offensive end uh, with, with Walton and McMillan playing a bit more just because they shoot it so well. 
it's like you can't leave them. Then you're trying to run this pick and roll in the middle of the floor, you know, with with Warren Washington and either Pop or Toussaint. It's like who do you help off of? You really can't. Um, and like Cambridge was one of eleven from three. You know, he's he was much better in transition and attacking the rim. That's what we liked about him. So when the game sped up, he he was a plus. But if the game slows down, you know, it, it was not as quite as good uh, on the offensive end. So I'm, but I'm. It's all about Kerwin Walton, right? I mean, that's kind of where I, I want to see now that the the, the show is on the road and it, you're in a neutral court uh, or just away from Lubbock in general. I want to see if he can kind of continue what he's done in the last two games because he is hotter than the face of the sun right now. It is incredible. I mean, ten of fourteen from three is ridiculously hot. Yeah, and this is the same season we're talking about another guy being one off of the school record for made threes in a game. Yes. And Chance McMillan. So. Yeah, you like that double shot uh, from either wing if you can have it that way. Curious to see what uh, Kerwin will be able to do there in Fort Worth. And I don't know, just looking from afar at uh, Vanderbilt, man, they they look like a team of chuckers shooting around 30% from three-point range but putting up 26 per game. I remember Jerry Stackhouse hammering the rim over and over <laughs> and over. So I don't know, maybe he needs to roll out some of his old highlight tape and say, boys, we're allowed to drive to the basket, you know? I mean, they shoot just under 50% as a team from the field overall, but they're not afraid to put the three ball up. And I, if I was a Vanderbilt fan, maybe I'd want them to be a little more afraid to put the three ball up because they're not shooting it all that well. And, and, and it, that may be, uh, you know, Grant may look at this and go, thank goodness, after they just gave up 16 made threes to, to Oral Roberts, <laughs> maybe a sight for sore eyes. I don't know. But um, you, you never know what you're going to get in these neutral site games. I do I do think there's a lot of Tech fans that have bought a lot of tickets. Uh, I hope to see really? you know, many of you there. Yeah, I think they've sold uh, quite a few tickets to this. This is part of a triple header. Uh, TCU and Arizona State play after you i think the tip there is like 8 30 or 9 o'clock uh, i think air force and uta are playing before you so they kind of tried to tie in the air force with the armed forces bowl and all, all those things i think so I, I i hope tech plays an event like this in the metroplex every year i just hope that there's not a bowl game going on at the exact same time in in, in years uh in the future it makes a ton of sense to play in the metroplex though if, if you're the red raiders for sure and you can't you know people are like why, why don't they play a Vanderbilt at home? Well, guess what? Your arena's booked. You can't. Your arena's shut down with for graduation for like three to five days. You're basically kicked out of the of the USA. Uh, so you have you have to go play somewhere. And I mean, playing in Fort Worth or Dallas or anywhere in the Metroplex is is the next closest thing you can get to a home game. Graduation better than a baby shark production, I guess, which seemed like that was a conversation once upon a time or something along those lines. I probably got a detail wrong there. Okay, before we are out of here, how about one more detail to cover and not just any small little thing. First, today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Testing your skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports and the best way to spice up any game anytime and congrats to all those with the skills to win up to 25 times their money through the football year and now you can do the same during the hoops calendar as well just select two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats place your entry and boom you're ready to roll and with the nfl playoffs and bowl season coming up you can also pick combo projections across football and basketball with easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and a giant selection of players, projections, and stack categories, it's no surprise that Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. So get in on the fun and go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college 
for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Memphis offensive lineman Davion Carter, now a Red Raider. And Chris, look, I think we all just wanted, you know, as a fan, uh, just wanted to see some offensive linemen beginning to trickle in. So any news would be nice. But uh, man, talking about the Toledo transfer and now this cat, six foot three, 285 pounds, which does sound a little light in the britches, but I don't know. Highly regarded, it sounds like as well, and some stiff competition uh, that you're fending off for this guy. So glad to see another one signing up. But what do you make of Carter, and, and how do you see him factoring in for the Red Raiders? Well, he's a starter, uh, and that that's a positive. Uh, I, I think what what you've done in the last forty eight hours is you've solidified the interior of your of your offensive line uh, for next year. And and I think that you know we we'd had this conversation when when you had you know uh, Big Vinny from Toledo that, that joined the fray. And all that we talked about Caleb Rogers, but I, but I think uh, I think Davion Carter, uh, Vinny, and uh, and Caleb Rogers, I think in some form or fashion, that is your starting center and your two guards. That's what I that's what I think that I, that's how I bet that 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 plays out. Um, and so, you know, now you know, and, and yes, you did. You added Davion Carter, uh, who is uh, I think he was one. You know, the, the two guys that you've added here from Toledo and Memphis arguably two of the top five guards uh, in the portal, you know, and, and, and again, these rankings are subjective. It's also like a moving target because guys are coming off the board and, and, and entering the portal uh, as we go. And probably since we sat here and talked right now. Uh, but I think these were two of the more highly regarded guys on the interior of the offensive line in, in general. And so that's very much a positive. They're both one year guys. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're ready made. Uh, I think they will benefit, you know, like you mentioned, maybe a little light. Well, they, they'll benefit from nine months of, of of your strength program and your nutrition program, and and maybe you can add some of that because I know that that certainly benefited Rusty and Cole when they got here and went from Western Kentucky to here. Because I don't think people realize how good, like I don't I don't know if they're all like this, but how good some of those folks are that do their jobs from a nutrition and weight weight and and conditioning standpoint, like at this level. It's a, and that's when you get into full-time job type conversations, that's absolutely what these things are because they're eating five to six meals a day, specialized shakes and all kinds of stuff, whether you're trying to cut weight, add weight, whatever. I mean, it's very much uh, specialized and, and certainly some of these kids that come from group of five program benefit from it, you know, mightily because where they're at, they just don't do it like that. Um you don't have the either budget or staff to be able to, to 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 handle it that way, but yeah, I think your 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 interior of your offensive line has been solidified for next year. You still need an offensive tackle or two, and I do think that the the hunt is still on for that. But you have you you feel better now than you did. You've got two pieces yeah. here, but like you know, I'll I'll, I'll move on here. But Davion Carter picked uh, he picked you over. I think Kansas and Colorado were heavily in the mix there. Um, so that that's kind of two conference opponents. You either you either get him or you're playing against him, kind of thing. So well, and I don't want to make too much. I was just a little surprised to see that number. I think the Toledo guy was listed a little over 300 pounds, 285. Yeah. I 
I don't know. Should that be surprised? Where do you think they really want these guys to be? Yeah, probably closer to three hundred. And I bet he's, I bet he's that way in you know the next six yeah. to nine months. But you know, again, I, I think he's really good though. I think he's very yeah. quick. I think he can move. Um, you know, and, and without Texas and Oklahoma in the league, you're not going to necessarily see, you know, 350 or 360 staring at you across the the line as much as as you used to. Uh, when anytime you'd, you'd you'd go up against those guys, like those two teams specifically, you're just like they have really good big people, and you know, there's not, you know, so I think that's a little uh, a little less. And and heck, though, you're going to go against your own version of that because Danny Salee, uh, one of the guys you brought in here, he's about 360. Well, and when we're talking about some of those big people, not just big people, but big people that can move well, also we saw that in Austin with that impressive <laughs> pair of defensive tackles that were. Wearing faded red that night. I mean, burnt orange, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, Chris, enjoyed the conversation in the week. As always, hope you do get some Independence Bowl action uh, via whatever medium. If you need to give me a call, FaceTime, whatever, I can show you the television, whatever you need there on Press Row. If you're listening on the radio broadcast, and maybe Chris is a little late to call the action, maybe he's watching a third down play via my phone. I don't know. So give him a break. Uh, enjoy the call there in Fort Worth, man. And we'll be back on the other side to talk hoops, to talk football, and brace for the offseason as it will truly be upon us. But that does not mean taking a break from the fast and furious news because uh, the transfer portal action will continue to come our way, I'd imagine. Yes, it will. Uh, You still have spots to fill. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll see a lot of you in Fort Worth. Uh, Please come say hi. If not, hope a lot of you are in Shreveport. Enjoy your time there. Uh, make sure you get it done there in uh, in Shreveport, Bossier City area. Otherwise, man, home, fire, beverage, TV, knock yourself out, man. Enjoy the uh, the viewing. This is uh, got to be a fun night for a fan. If you can't be at either one of these uh, venues, man, enjoy some uh, some couch time and some and some sauce. How about that? But <laughs> that, keep hope alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that sounds great. Is your garage code still the same? <laughs> I don't mind swinging by to check on the house while you're out of town. Whatever. There you go. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> okay, it good is. Deal. okay, good deal. I don't yeah. have to update anybody on that. Okay, right. appreciate you guys for hanging with us throughout the week. Hopefully you enjoy the ball games coming up this weekend and get back with us on the other side as we recap for a better or worse. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Hope to see you back here for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs> 